Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back with a new Boomer Memes. This is a special Boomer Memes. This is Boomer Memes Canned Filler episode number one. Uh, this is uh, an episode that I'm doing just sort of on my own, um, just to sort of, you know, have content on weeks where we've had to have to take off. Like, at the time of recording this, we've had two off weeks. Um, you know, I... I got my stuff done, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm giving Tanner a hard time. He's got a new job, and look, you know, you got to pay the bills. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on Tanner for wanting to maintain his livelihood. Right now, this show is not super successful, so obviously, um, I can't pay him a lot of money enough to pay, cover his costs. So, you know, when he says, "Hey, I need to step away," then I I just got to roll with those punches. So I thought I'd do some episodes like this where it's just sort of me, and um, if you're watching the video, uh, you're seeing some Cyberpunk 2077 footage. They just dropped the new uh, patch for that, and um, I figured instead of doing audio only, I would, I could, you know, I wanted to play it, so my, since I'm playing it anyway, might as well record some of it, and um, yes, yeah, so this isn't necessarily going to be about that, but I am watching uh, the video as, as I'm recording, so I can kind of you know, talk about maybe <laughs> weird things that are happening in it. Um, it had been a while since I had played, so there was some getting used to the controls again and, and relearning how to do things. So that's why, and I'm not like, I don't, I'm not like a great video game player, so you're not going to see like crazy expert skill or anything like that. But hey, you know, I thought it'd be nice to at least give people something to look at while they're listening to me blabber on about nothing. Um, but yeah, no, I figured, uh, let's, let's do this. So originally the idea for this show is this was going to be the premium content for people who follow, uh, the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash boomer memes. Um, also you can find everything at iansharpcomedy.com. Um, but this was going to be uh, premium episodes for people who've backed on the Patreon. We have a couple backers already, so that's pretty cool. But, um, I'm, I'm struggling to find a good host, you know, I mean, if it's, you know, Basically, if it's, uh, you know, what's the saying? It says if it's uh, it's either uh, fast, cheap, or uh, good, and it, it's, ne it's never all three. You can pick any two of those. Um, so I uh, am having trouble. Basically, I'm not making enough money off the Patreon to justify buying space to host private videos and, and audio content. So it just doesn't make sense to me to do that right now. So instead, what I'm going to do is go ahead and record these episodes. And these are going to be called canned filler episodes. And these are just for like, oh, no, you know, we couldn't get an episode out this week. We'll throw this out. And then I'm, I'm going to I plan on doing about having about three of these on hand, that, you know, I guess loaded and ready to go at any given point. And um, if, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm sick or Tanner's sick or Tanner can't do an episode or feel like we just feel like taking a week off for some reason. Um, oh yeah. There's some glitches with this new patch. I've noticed, um, not many, it, mo mostly it's good, but anyway, I'm going to get these out. Um, just, to, just so there's content. So there's a steady stream. And then if we, if I ever get to the point where I can find a good hosting platform or some other way to do it, then, um, th those will go ahead and get released to backers. So if you're a backer, you'll get one of those every week no matter what. And that'll keep me motivated to keep uh, you know, churning them out. But then having a few to sit on. At that point, I'll, I probably need to sit on five just to make sure I've got a nice buffer. But anyway, um, hope you guys are doing well. Um, it's a beautiful day. I am a little upset that I'm not out playing disc golf right now. But, you know, this it's Thursday. Stuff had to get done. Um, I've been going back out to uh, the open mics and doing uh, some new stuff. So that's been fun. Uh, a lot of it's being received very well because, hey, turns out I'm pretty good at this comedy stuff. Um, you know, I, it's weird. I always feel like I have, like, bad shows, um, you know, at the most inopportune times. And then every other time, like, if you look at my success ratio, my good sets far outnumber my bad sets. But the bad sets happen when, you know, someone happens to be there. And then, like, the, that I need to see that's a booker. And then... Uh, when they are there and I do crush, they go up before me and leave. And so I don't, you know, they, they, as far as they know, I still suck. So it's, it's, it's kind of rough. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying not to get, you know, too butthurt about it. I, I will say, and I bitched about this before, but, um, you know, I don't like seeing the same comics on every show. And I feel like that's part of where my resentment comes from is the fact, I guess that it's like, 
you know, I'm getting no show offers. And meanwhile, I'm seeing like the same four or five comics on every show that happens in town. It makes me, you know, not mad at the comics. Obviously, they're getting offers. Why would they turn those down? But like, A, I don't think that that's our, our community can sustain that. I don't think there's enough people who are interested in comedy on a local level to where we can you know, make it worthwhile to do that. I don't know. So I, I'm not that upset because I don't want to do shows that often in town. You know, I'd like to do them more out of town, but you know, those shows in town help you meet out of town people and network and all that, which I'm trying to do better about, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but that's, that's enough of that. Um, I don't know. I, the last episode I did, I don't know if it's again, if, if this is coming out in place of that one, um, it's a doozy of one. It's, it's a real good one. A lot of, uh, you know, local comedy scene discussion with my my guest on that episode um but uh i just don't you know i think that i'm kind of i don't hey is, is there anything you know i'm interested in it because i'm involved in it but it feels like it's just kind of gossipy and just really uninteresting to talk about like the behind the scenes of a local comedy scene that's not doing great right now although it is doing better i mean like you know hey look i heard it was in a really bad spot and now that it is uh you know, now that I've been back, it seems like it's better again. It, feel, it almost feels like maybe, you know, part of that's up to me. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe maybe it's just the way things work out. I do notice that when I was playing music, when I, you know, I was playing in with Faith or Flames, scene was hot. You know, people were coming to see bands. We were pulling large numbers. I, you know, that kind of stops. I step away from it for a little bit. Everything seems to drop off. I join, you know, other than a few shows here and there, but it doesn't seem like it's as big when I'm not involved. And then I joined Unspoken Triumph, and then there seemed to be this swell. And it wasn't around Unspoken Triumph. We were not a big band. It just felt like when that was happening, there was more stuff going on. And then I stopped that to do comedy, and comedy went from nothing and got pretty big. And then, uh, you know, I will take, you know, a couple months off just to kind of collect myself for mental sanity. And all here's, ah, oh, the scene's terrible now. It's just all this, you know, drama and bullshit. And then I'll come back and everything seems fine. So I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just good luck. I don't think it's like I'm necessarily contributing more than anyone else's, you know, or anything like that. I just think it just so happens that when I'm around, people have a good time. I don't know. Um, I'll say about the scene right now. Um, and, and this is something that I've kind of, it's kind of ties into everything. I, um, some people will be upset to know some people won't care. I have started smoking cigarettes again. I know it's not the best thing, but I, I found that like, you know, my writing slows down when I stop smoking. It's just for some reason, smoking cigarettes helps me come up with jokes. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, I've got given myself more time to go outside and pace and not look at my phone and be in my own head. I don't know if the fact that nicotine is a stimulant and keeps my, um, you know, keeps my brain firing on all cylinders. I don't know if that's part of it or if it is just a thing that, you know, people say, but, um, you know, I think that, uh, it's helping me. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it until it becomes, you know, stupid again. And then I'll stop again. Um, but I bring that up because, uh, you know, I'm, and, and I, I, JJ's has recently switched to, uh, non-smoking during comedy and they've done shows in the past where it's like a certain entertainer comes to town and they don't want to perform in a smoky small room. So they'll say this show is non-smoking, but that was usually the exception more than the rule. Now there is a specific, day and time every week where JJ's is a non-smoking bar. Um, this is weird because I've always heard that, you know, it's the point is to have a place where you can come and smoke cigarettes, a seedy sort of, you know, punk rock dive. But, um, originally this was, um, you know, sold to us as we're doing this to try to bring more people in. Um, and that didn't seem to be working. It seemed like that wasn't really doing anything. And it seems like, you know, People are coming, people know what JJ's is. They know that if they go to JJ's, they're going to be, you know, in a smoky room. That's just part of the, the, the thing. Um, eventually, you know, it came out. Well, ba basically, there's other, some of the comics in town really like to get onto the other comics for hanging out out back while the show's going on. Um, I think that's ridiculous. I made no secret of that. I think it's stupid to uh, 
expect, and this is why I'm not don't mind talking about this because it's not just local drama; it's just general philosophy, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm not trying to. I know that the other comics are only going to be so much of a fan of me because they're going to get overexposed to me. You know, they may like me as a person. They may think I'm funny, but the other local comics are, are, and I've never really been on like the in group. Like I don't, I get, I'll get invited to like a one-off sort of social event, but by and large, I don't get invited to many. And like, that is what it is. I'm, I'm, I've gotten kind of settled into my ways too. Uh, people can, are welcome to hit me up anytime if you want to hang out, but that, that's where it does get a little local. But, um, I don't, I don't, I want to build fans. I want to build people that I don't know in real life that like me and support me and want to keep, you know, keep, you know like, that enjoy my comedy and want to see more of it. Um, that's the goal. That's what I would like to do. And so that's where my um, reticule is pointed. That is not, you know, I'm not here to, to, you know, suck up to people and, and act like, you know, if someone is legitimately good, I'll tell them. And if someone is doing a good job as far as promotion and booking, I'll give them recognition for that too. And I have before, um, but I'm not trying to, you know, pad my audience with the local comedy scene. You know, I, I assume that when I book an event, I don't think any, I don't count on any of the comics to buy a ticket. Some of them might, but I don't count on that. And I don't want to have to rely on that because, you know, hey, they're people too. They need nights off. They don't necessarily need to feel like, like the idea that you have to go to everything is kind of insane. Uh, And, you know, we all have real lives. We have other things we're interested in. I have other things I'm interested in outside of comedy. Um, and to squeeze everything in, it's just not feasible. Um, that's why I think once you hit a certain level, open mics aren't, you know, when you've got new stuff and I've got new stuff, so that's what I've been going again. But when you've got new stuff, they are important. And it's good to work that stuff out. But once you are once you know how to work it out and once you get it to where you like it and you don't have anything new to bring to the table for a while, take some time off. It doesn't hurt anything. Um, you know, but anyway, my point is, is we found out that basically the new host of the JJ's open mic, Ashley is who wanted it to be non-smoking and, and, you know, but because she just doesn't want to be in a smoky room and she's got to be there every week. And, um, you know, as a new smoker, it's a little annoying. Um, but I honestly, um, since I've been coming back, uh, it seems like the crowds are, are doing fine. Uh, they seem to be increasing in number, getting a lot of really um, enthusiastic people. So that's cool. I like that. Um, and, um, you know, so if the formula is working, I'm not, I'm not one to mess with it. Um, I don't think that we need to raise a big stink about it as long as it's working. Now, if, if the numbers start dropping and people say, yeah, well, I, I don't want to go to JJ's when I can't smoke cigarettes, well, then that's something that it needs to be addressed. But in the meantime, that doesn't seem like that's an issue. Uh, my only issue is I am a smoker now, so I am going to want to go out back. I don't want to wait through the whole show, um, especially when it's comics I've seen a million times who who are only, you know, and I've, they're only going to get, you know, sympathy, laughter for me unless like here's the thing. And this is something that I do and I would like for people to start doing to me is when you've got new stuff and you want me to see it. Tell me before the show and say, hey, I really would li- appreciate it if you'd watch my set and give me some feedback. And then I'll make a point to watch it and give you feedback. But if I, you expect me to just sit down and behave myself and not do it, you know, and, and watch an open mic comedy show start to finish without going outside, talking to my friends, um, you know, using the bathroom, you know, all that stuff that, that, that is kind of not watching the show. I don't know. That's kind of kind of ridiculous. I think. I, I think we need to lighten up. So, like, if we're if if JJ's is going to be non-smoking, yeah, we can't be, hassle people for being out back during the show. That's just that it's one or the other. You know, if you want to make incentivize people to stay in, you got to bring the smoking back. But right now, there's enough people who are there who aren't comics who are there to uh, you know watch the show. And you know, like. It might not be a bad idea. I mean, it's probably expensive, but like if someone wanted to set up a little camera and then put a little wireless screen out back or bring one with them so that way the back can kind of serve like a green room so that we can still watch from out back, um, that would be cool. I mean, obviously that's not something I'm going to throw. I mean, I I might throw in for it, but I'm not going to spring for it. So, But it's just an idea. It's just a thought. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, the hot local scene minute. And I'm really going to try and do less of that going forward because, you know, I mean, the greater philosophy of comedy, you know, is kind of neat, interesting to me. I know, you know, to some people, they think that's lame. That's whatever. That's not this probably isn't the show for you. But I like I like, you know, psychology and I like uh, understanding why, you know, comedy works the way it does with the people it works with. And so any time I can explore that and, and figure something new out. I'm all for it, but, uh, yeah, right now it's just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> my, my jokes are still, you know, little, little on the edge lordy side, but that's, that's okay. I'm trying to, you know, trying to branch out, talk about different things. Uh, like I said, new ideas are, are popping off all the time. Um, actually let's, let's, you know, I'm not going to go into too much of that, but I do want to say, because this is a canned filler episode, it's kind of evergreen. Um, and this is one that I don't, you know, I, I don't expect people to, to accept the, the true fans to listen to all the way through. So I can kind of talk a little bit about like some of the behind the scenes stuff I've got going on, especially once these become like the private premium episodes, then yeah, you guys are my buddies. You're giving me money. You get to hear, you know, how you get to see how the sausage gets made. Um, so like I said, these, this style here where we're, we're watching, you know, <laughs> see, this is what's cool like and, and I'm not doing any editing on the, the video game side so you're right now you're probably just watching me go through inventory and um, basically I scrap almost everything for components so I can uh, build what I want in this game um, I need to man this was such a fun it, I, I understand it had a shitty launch and it did I was really frustrated but once I got a PC that could run it and it went on sale and I got it for PC it it was a good time and they, they fixed pretty much most of the big bugs um, oh, and they added a little, uh, arcade game that you can play. And so I figured I'd check this out. Um, you're basically just a horse and you're eating apples and carrots and jumping over stuff. Uh, pretty neat. Yeah. Let's see here. Going down, uh, the old trail. I think those are supposed to be manticores or maybe some kind of vulture. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's the horse from the Witcher. So it's like, yeah, probably the, like some kind of monster, like a manticore or something. I'm not very good at this game. I haven't spent a lot of time at it. You're going to see me eat total shit, but that's okay. Um, and apparently there's a thing where like, if you score high enough, um, there's like in game stuff too. Like the developers of this game in the cyberpunk universe will reach out to you. Like here, I didn't even make the uh, top 10, but I will before this is done. I'll be on the top 10 and uh, I'll get a text saying, hey, keep doing better and maybe some cool stuff will happen. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to play a video game within a video game because that's how you beat the video game. Um, but yeah, this, so this is one style of video I'm thinking about doing is like, you know, putting video games or you know, stupid shit I'm doing on the screen and then just talking over it. Um, another idea I had for one of these, um, and I did it today a little bit in between calls at work, there's this game called Basilisk. And it is, uh, it's based off Morkborg, uh, which obviously you've heard me talk about, but it is, um, it's solo. You don't play it with a group, you play it by yourself and everything's just random tables and you just roll dice to see what happens. So I thought about playing a game of that, like setting up cameras and stuff. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, that's probably boring to just hear me like, okay, now I'm going to roll this, and that means this happens. So instead, what I thought I would do is like play the game, film it, and then go in and edit it with like music and voiceovers and narration and add story to it. And I think that might make it compelling. Um, so like some of the rules I probably would have to explain to, so that you know, but like maybe even put graphics on screen. Where like, say like, you know, I roll like, you know, oh, I'm going to attack. So I'm going to roll my strength, which is a plus one. So I'm going to roll the D20. And so you'll see the D20 roll and then you'll see a little plus one pop up, uh, pop up on the screen with like total. And then what that number is. And then it'll say whether I succeeded or failed. And then, um, and then the narration will kind of add flowery language to not just did I miss the attack, but how did I miss the attack and what exactly happened? And I mean, it might be a little bit of an undertaking, but I think it'll be neat. Um, it, it's just, you know, just for fun. And if, if it's cool, I can do more stuff kind of like that with different games or different, you know, things, but, oh, and then for the, um, moving around the map, absolutely just want to use miniatures for that. And like, so there's some, a 3d sort of tactile element to it. So we can get different shots of like, and then the brave adventurer wandered forward and you see, a, you know, my hand move the miniature forward and then, um, 
maybe add some fog or something <laughs> to make it like super dramatic. I don't know. Um, but that's, that's just another idea for just content, uh, things that might be fun to do. And it's, you know, that'll be really like more of a heavy duty sort of video editing exercise that'll help get me up to speed with a lot of that. Um, uh, so I can start doing more ambitious things on my own. Um, and you know, really the idea is just to have, you know, a breadth of, of different stuff and then build up my own skills so that like when Tanner needs to take a week off, I'm not completely just, well, nothing's, nothing can get done. Um, because honestly, like I said, if I'm the one, you know, right now it's not a whole lot of money, but, um, so it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to, to split it out yet. Um, but if I'm the only one keeping the money, seeing any money from this, then obviously I need to start pulling more weight. So that's kind of, kind of where my head's been at. Um, you know, I've thought about filming myself painting miniatures. It's just getting cameras in the right angles is really difficult. I need to build like a truss system <laughs> that hangs over my table. Um, I have been, I'm, I'm moving soon. It's official. I had to tell my landlord because, uh, so months back, uh, when time to renew the lease came up, they let us know that rent would be going up by 20%, which is a pretty huge jump. And, you know, my pay didn't go up nearly that much. So obviously that's a huge quality of life hit for me. Um, so we said, Hey, we don't know that we can make that, uh, you know, what can we renegotiate? And they said, we'll have to re, you know, configure everything. Cause this was set based on, you know, certain market values and things like that, which it's kind of bullshit. Cause landlords determine the market. It's, they all kind of agree to go up. It, it's like they, they're, the idea is, uh, well, everyone else is charging more, so that means we can. Instead of the idea of competition, where it's like, I want to be a little bit lower than the other places so that people come to us first, it's kind of the other way where like, well, people have to live somewhere, so what's the bare minimum we can charge? And that's kind of stupid. Um, it's kind of shitty. I don't know. I, I always used to be more pro-capitalist, but like lately, when you when you think about it, and you actually break it down. Like, it's kind of retarded. It's kind of stupid that fucking, uh, you know, that they just get to that. Like, you know, it made more sense. I, I get more like, oh, it's being self-sufficient when everyone you basically had to build your own house. You know, in the olden days when you know, <laughs> if you wanted a house, you had to go find a plot of land no one had claimed yet put a stake down and build your own house, then yeah, self-sufficiency makes a little more sense. But in the modern era, I think we can organize things enough to where everyone should have a, like even a, a bare minimum roof over their head. Like I'm looking at a place now really close to my mom's and it kind of sucks because it's basically a closet and it's one of the cheapest places I can find, but it's a one bedroom. It is within my price range, but like I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of like gaming stuff and, and stuff like stuff like that. Like, um, there's not, a, there's not room for a, a table in this place. Like I can take my, like a coffee table, but like I have a dining room table and there's no room for that. The kitchen is a cooking area. And then there's an area for like a little small, like bar size table. That's kind of the dining area, um, in this place. So I, I would have to put a lot of my stuff either into storage or clean out my mom's garage and see if she'll let me store it there. Um, it is close to my mom. So I could always go pop over there when I needed something, but it's kind of a hassle. Um, there's other places I'm looking at that are more ideal. Um, you know, Tanner's place where we, you know, film a lot of these episodes. If you see me sitting on a couch, um, that's not at the Boomer Beams compound. That's at the, at the, uh, brew chat compound. Um, he's moving and right at the exact same time I'm moving. So there's a chance I can take over his spot, but until that's locked in, I'm still making other plans and figuring it, figuring out, you know, what the best situation overall is going to be for me. So, and there's no guarantee. Like the only reason I really want his spot is just because the rent's so great there, but like, there's no guarantee that when he moves out, his landlady is going to go, well, what's the bare minimum I can charge now. So, cause it's in a great location too. So it's, I, you know, I don't like talking about it cause it's so good. I don't want people to undercut me, on it. but, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, lots going on there, but that's also part of why there's been like maybe, a lag in episodes recently, which again, depending on when this actually comes out, that may not be valid anymore, but at any given point, there's like a couple weeks off. We're sort of like, 
you know, Tim Dillon's kind of like that where he'll just randomly miss weeks a lot. And I, you know, I don't, I do say that I like to model myself after that a bit, but I don't really, I don't know. I don't want to, to just completely ape him and just be, ah, I can just do what I want. So I want to be better about this. I want to start putting out more high quality content and, uh, really just kicking ass, you know, um, really just, uh, coming out and, uh, being uh being the best i can be because you guys deserve it i don't know if anyone's told you that lately but you do you know people need to hear that i don't hear it often you know i was thinking a minute ago you know it's again i try not to be resentful i try to stay in a positive mind space but you know kind of along the lines of like not getting asked to do shows as much as other people in in my area um it's 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 not that specifically it's that tied into the fact that also like you know, generally I don't get hit up a lot. And I've got like, look, I got a lot of friends who, you know, have hectic work schedules or have families now and can't just hang out with the boys and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't hold any grudges against that. I don't really hold any grudges against anyone. I don't sit here and stew and go, nobody likes me anymore, but it, it is a thing. I feel like it's not, you know, I've got, I, I can think of one person who's a friend who hits me up on a pretty regular basis and invites me to hang out and, and I invite them to hang out. They're probably listening to this. So you know who you are. Um, but you know, by and large, it's like a lot of, I feel like I have a lot of acquaintances and not very many friends anymore. And that may just be a part of getting older. Um, cause I also feel like, you know, well, I've got shit to do. I don't, it's not like I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs, lonely and bored with nothing else going on in my life. But, I, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel sort of just, I don't know, adrift, if that makes sense. I feel like, I don't know what, I don't know exactly what my purpose is. And that's not to say that I'm sad about it. It's just sort of a situation. It's just what it, what it is. I mean, obviously I love doing comedy, but you know, I need, you know, if people don't love seeing me do comedy, then how, how am I going to, you know, what, what good is that? You know, and people tell me they do, but like, you know, again, it's friends. It's not people who I, you know, it's not people who I'm going to rely on to fund my lifestyle. And whereas, you know, if I get a thousand strangers to throw me, you know, a dollar a month, that's, you know, fairly life-changing money. You know, that's, that's taxable income at that point. So I'd have to definitely, start taking this a lot more seriously but without that it kind of makes me feel like am I just spinning my wheels you know is this I mean obviously this podcast is a vanity project like this is not I'm not I have no delusions about what this is right now you know they say it takes 10,000 hours to get great at something and I'm nowhere near 10,000 episodes so I don't imagine that this is a great podcast. I, I and if you're listening if you made it this far I appreciate it I understand this is me just rambling um, you know, I'm by myself right now. I don't have any, uh, didn't really have any plans. I just figured I'd talk about, um, you know, cool stuff and, and whatnot and, uh, just go with it. Shoot from the hip. Um, I don't have any bits I'm trying to work out right now. I've got, you know, okay. I've got this sketch idea and let's, it's, let's put this on record. Cause this will be fun to make. I've something I've laughed about with, with Brian a bunch, but again, I said this on another episode and I'm going to say it now. Oh, I, I need to stop saying that because I'm going to be honest. If this is the first episode of this show you're ever listening to, don't go back only, you know, keep listening going forward, but don't go back. I, I want every episode to be so much better than the ones before it that you don't want to go back and re-listen to old ones or, or any, cause you know, again, like I said, I'm getting better all the time and I expect that like every episode is like the first episode. It's the new for it's the new first episode of the new better show than the last one. Um, but I, I do want to put some of my, uh, like not joke ideas, but sketch ideas out into the ether just so I can sort of lay claim to them. Cause I do have a bit of a fear. I, okay. And I'm going to say this and, and you know, he's not going to listen to this. He says he will. He won't listen to this. And if you, hey, and if you do listen to it, you know I didn't bring it up because it's a touchy subject, and I didn't really want to. But now you know how I feel about it. <laughs> but uh, anytime I pitch a sketch to my roommate, 
He acts like it's our sketch. Uh-oh. Neighbors' dogs are barking. That's some free extra content for you guys. Anytime I pitch a sketch to my roommate, the conversation becomes that it's our sketch now. Jesus Christ. Keep your fucking dogs under control. How about that? No, I'm just kidding. I love those puppies. Uh, <laughs> they're sweethearts. They they bark, but they don't bite. At least the bear doesn't. I don't know. The younger one is sketched out. I'm sure I could definitely get him to bite me if I really pressed my luck with it. But, I, you know, anyway. So, I only say all this because I pitched a sketch before where, you know, I came up with the whole idea start to finish. Every aspect of the sketch is, is my idea. And, and he'll pitch ideas back to me, but his idea, I never want, I never like him or want him because I want to write it. It's my stuff. I want to, I want to do it. All I'm doing is sort of pitching it to him to get a response. If you see if he thinks it's funny. Right. Um, so I pitched this idea for this poop sketch and I wrote, I actually have a script for it. It's in my Google drive so I can make it at any time when I have the money and stuff. But <laughs> the reason I actually wrote a script out for that was because he gave me an ultimatum. He said, either you're either you're going to write a script for this poop sketch or I'm going to make it without you. And Brian, like I said, if you're listening to this, that is not how any of this shit works. Just because I tell you an idea that's funny, I can choose to never do that idea. And if you do it anyway, that's still stealing. And I will still see it as stealing. Don't you fucking dare take any of my sketches without me as a, and, 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 and by the way, if we're doing any of my sketches, I am 100% creative lead. It is my sketch. You're not going to take my sketch and then change it and, and add other shit to it. So that's a little, it upsets me a little bit. It's not enough to where I'm going to go chew him out unless shit like this happens. So part of the reason why I want to talk about ideas on this show is so that if he turns around and does them, I can say like, Hey, I've got a dated, you know, now record of this idea that uh, I, you know, presented. So anyway, the sketch idea that I have been uh, thinking about is it's like a time traveler, right? Like, uh, you know, say a time, you know, you, the, the scene is in like a seedy motel room. And then just off camera, or, or if we can get a budget and do special effects, you see like lights flash or a portal open or something. And this guy, this futuristic, rugged, dirty guy comes through like a very Terminator-esque, you know, kind of like a, oh man, uh, you know, back in time to complete this mission and save the future. But I've seen enough, you know, time travel stuff to know the folly. And that's that you've got to be ready. You've got to give yourself a buffer and I know this is a lot of setup, and I'll, I'll write it out and make it more concise. But generally, the idea is um, the time traveler is going to hang out in this hotel room for a long period of time, so that if the mission fails or things go wrong or if changing, you know, this event, you know, alters the future in a bad way, there's this whole day window where you can travel back and say, "Hey, don't go on this <laughs> mission." So he's spending this day just hanging out in this motel room. Um, Lo and behold, another portal opens and another version of himself comes through. And he's like, hey, it's 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 me. I'm you from the future. It's like, oh, did the mission fail? And he's like, no, actually, the mission was a success. And he's like, well, what's what's the deal then? And he's like, well, the thing about it is you need to know. That is after you finish the mission in like three days, you're going to be gay. What? what? Yeah, you're going to be really gay, like so gay. And <laughs> like, he's like, but I'm not, but I'm not gay now. And he's like, I know that's what's weird. You're not gay now. I know because I was you. But trust me, three days, you're going to be the gayest and you need to prepare. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, it's, it's that and there's, there's more to it, but that's, that's the general gist. And, and I wanted to just at least uh, pitch that idea. Like, oh yeah, well, well how gay, oh, the gayest, <laughs> you know, and like go into graphic detail. Uh, there, and it gets wild. Like anytime I'm, I'm running ideas like that, I go as far left field as I can. <laughs> like there was one that's like, wait, are you sure that like, if you're from the future, maybe there's this, futuristic like gun that shoots alters your brain waves and, and makes you gay and it's like oh yeah no 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 there is a, a gun like that no it exists um 
but I, I was, you're so gay, you're going to go find that gun and shoot yourself with it to make you even more gay. And, uh, you know, and it's like, it's not anything wrong with it. It's just <laughs> funny. Cause it's like, ah, oh, I'm not even gay a little bit. I know. Right. But <laughs> like three days, you're going to be so gay. Um, uh, so I think there might be something there. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to get that out. So, um, don't steal that from me, Bryant. Um, Hey, the pirates, we, we have a pirate sketch we've joked about and I threw some ideas at him. Uh, but generally it was his idea. The frameworks as actually was based on a thing that I said now that I think about it, but he sort of what it became, he fleshed out. So Bryant, if you're listening and you want to go do the pirate sketch without me, that's yours. You can have the pirate sketch. I won't fight you on that one. I think if I went and made that without you, I think you'd be upset. And I think that's what I want you to think about when you start talking about doing my sketches or like, you know, like he's even, you know, he's moving to Texas in two months. We are moving by the way. I think I got off track about that. I'll, I'll get back on track in a second, but he's moving to Texas. <laughs> so he's like, we got to do the poop sketch before you, I move. I'm like, what's well, my shit. So we'll do it when I want to do it, you know? And that's just the truth. Um, we've got two months. There's no way we can organize a shoot in like two months and get everything we need for it. So, and the poop sketch is also great. Here's what this one is. Uh, basically, a guy takes a shit and then smells it and then says, hey, man, I need you to come here for a second. He's like, didn't you just take a shit? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm not going to come look at your shit. He's like, no, I don't want you to look at it. Smell it. And he's like, I'm not going to smell your shit. He's like, no, trust me, dude, smell it. And the guy's like, oh, fine. He gets up and he smells it. And he's like, that's actually nice. <laughs> and so they're talking about how nice the poop smells. And then there's a bunch of tags on that that's real funny. But the whole point is that it's every, you know, more people start coming. I go, Ooh, what is that? <laughs> and so it's like, it's just a shit. It's just this one shit that smells really good. Um, and I don't want to, I'm not going to give away the ending. The ending is the best part. Um, but that's, uh, yeah. So if, 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 if you see any projects like that with, uh, Bryant Smith's name attached to it and not mine, uh, give that guy a knuckle sandwich. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that, especially not that I've called him out in such a public forum as this show. Um, <laughs> it's an episode that might never come out. Um, but, you know, hey, you got to have something to talk about, right? And that's that's what's uh, going on in my head. Um, where are we at on this episode now? Oh, yeah, no, it's it's break time. Let's do a break. Um, I, I don't know. I guess we'll edit it in and then... Uh, I don't know if the video is going to cut or what. I, I probably won't mess with that too much. But anyway, enjoy the ads. Tanner here. You probably know me from Brew Chat. And you know that I'm the guy pushing the buttons here behind the uh, the old BM train over at BMHQ, the Boomer Memes headquarters. So if you're interested in producing your own content or podcast, hit me up. I've been doing that for a couple years around the Brew Chat headquarters. Yeah, expanded that out. And now I'm doing that full time. So hit me up if you're wanting to produce your own content. I've got a studio, got a green screen. We've got multicam set up. We've got lights. We've got cameras. We got action. Hit us up. Collaborate on something. Let's make something awesome, people. Let's do it. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Riverside Wine and Spirits. They're the number one stop in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the scenic city to get your libations and booze. doesn't matter if you're trying to stock up your cocktail bar, trying to buy some cheese, trying to stock up that beer fridge, or just put together a, a nifty wine cellar for an affordable price with some options. They got what you need. They're going to set you up. They can also do some special orders and things like that. And it's just a great staff. There's not a single curmudgeon in there. It's fantastic. So you're listening to a podcast. I can assume by that that you like the internet. Who doesn't? But you know what else I like? Privacy. So I take privacy pretty important. And in doing so, I use a VPN. If you don't know why you should be using a VPN, just uh, one, I guess, blue collar example, if you will, would be it allows you to get different options on Netflix. You can log into Netflix via different countries and they've got different options of shows to watch. It's pretty nifty. On top of that, it just protects your privacy. It protects ads from trying to stalk you and it protects you from the Mongol hordes and all this sort of stuff. We're going to give you three free months. Go on over to expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust and you can get three free months on us. Check that out. You know, you're getting stuff from this ad. I don't like being sold stuff either, but we're actually giving you stuff. So go get it. Expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, we're back. It's another 
day, another dollar, another dick to make a hoe holler. I think that's how that song goes. I don't know. It's three, six mafia, or maybe it's just UCJ. There's points. I, you know, they, they blend together. I'm not, I'm not the world's biggest rap music fan, so I can't, can't really attest to much of that. I do enjoy it. I just don't, you know, it's rap is sort of like wrestling to me where it's like, you know, I like it when it's on. Um, sometimes I will be interested in little parts of it, but by and large, it's not really my thing. I, I, I like that other people enjoy it. I like that it exists, but the world has got a lot of other stuff going on. And I don't want to sit here and tell other people, you know, they all have to like my stuff. So I don't, I don't expect everyone to expect me. To like. Anyway, rap is fine. But I'm a little outside of that. Moving on. I've been thinking a lot more about music in general lately. I've been listening to more metal, more uh, death metal. Uh, I've been thinking about buying guitars and doing projects. Um, I wish there were drummers. Hey, if anyone out there in uh, Boomer Meme land plays the drums rather well. I am picky with drummers. I don't want someone who, you know, can keep a beat, but that's about it. I want someone with some flash and some flair, you know, and for metal drums, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like jazz proficient, which is weird because you kind yeah, you kind of do, but like, it's weird to see like people get into pockets with like, because when you're a good drummer, it feels like you can translate that a little bit. Like, Metal can be a bit more rigid. I mean, there's all kinds of metal, so there's all kinds of different styles. But like, and jazz is very fluid and flowy. But like, you know, it does require a large degree of precision, and so it makes sense to me why someone who played, who was really good, a really good jazz drummer, would be interested in like really good metal drums. And you see that sometimes, but by and large, every usually when I see someone who's a really good drummer that's not into metal, they're really not into metal. And you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not here to tell you. You have to like metal, but it would be nice. I like metal. I'd like to do another metal band. I've been thinking about it. I don't know. You know, because people like that. People would come to those shows. I could get fans. I could get, you know, <laughs> I don't know that I could now. I'm old and fat. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get better about that. I have been thinking about, um, you know, we're creeping up on October it's going to be my last month in this apartment here at the Boomer Memes compound until there's a new Boomer Memes compound. And I need to save money anyway, so it just makes sense. I think I am going to do Sober October, which is a thing that you know Joe Rogan does with like Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, and Ari Shafir. I don't know if more people are involved on it now, but um, I want to do that because they, they were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, lately I've been not enjoying getting hammered a lot my tummy's been upset I think most from a lot of heavy drinking and you know I've been this was a hard party year I've talked about that a bunch how hard I like to party I think that you know daddy needs a break so I think a month just a month off I'm still probably gonna smoke still probably gonna you know do all that uh but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stay away from like alcohol hallucinogens or psychedelics I mean um you know no, no nose candy, nothing like that. Uh, I'm going to try and, and also curb fast food. It's trickier because things are expensive. You know, used to be you could go to the store and eat way cheaper than if you went out to eat every day. But now that with fast food, it's so much cheaper just to hit a drive through for like every meal. Like I, I do better. Like if I go to the store and get groceries, it's so much more expensive. I don't know why. Um, that is, now. but also I probably have good taste, so I, I, don't, I don't, you know, sometimes I'll do like, all right, I'm going to do like the cheap bread, but usually I'll, you know, shell out the three bucks for the nicer bread instead of just the $1 for the cheap bread, but you know, it, it you got to, you got to, you got to do what you can, but I, you know, I think during October, I'm going to try and stay sober all month. I'm going to um, eat better. I'm going to try and be more active, you know, now that the weather's cooling down, I have a feeling it's still going to be warm through October, so I'll probably still get a good amount of disc golf in. I'm going to try and do that more. On days where I don't, I'm thinking about doing walks. Actually, after this, I may take a walk. I may do a walk around the block just to get my heart rate up, just to get used to doing it. That sounds nice. 
Uh, but I, you know, generally speaking, I, I don't, I'm tired of being a fat piece of shit. I want to be a, I want to be a skinny piece of shit. You know, I think there's room for more skinny pieces of shit in town. Why not? Why do I got to be the fat one? Oh, cause I'm lazy. That's why that's, it's my, it's not, no one made me the fat one. I made cause I wasn't always, I was I wasn't one of those kids who was always fat. I was, it was sort of always, you know, rubber banding, I, you know, I was pretty skinny as a little kid and then got super into Legend of Zelda Link to the Past <laughs> and sat and played hours and hours and hours of that as a kid and over the course of a summer gained a bunch of weight and then never fully got it off. I've definitely slimmed down a couple times in my life but never like I've never I never got skinny. I was always just not fat and then now I'm fat and so I got to do something about that. It just it just got to happen. And so I, th- I feel like by vocalizing it, it's sort of locking it in and making it like holding myself accountable. Although I did do, you know, say a long time ago that I was going to start doing intermittent fasting, which I've sort of dabbled with a little bit. Like I've skipped, I'm skipping dinner more often now. Um, just because if my stomach's upset, why put more on it? Why not let it calm down? Just drink water and go to bed early and get up and eat breakfast the next morning. That seems like a better plan. Um, so I'm trying to eat more vegetables and just generally, I don't know, just general stuff. I probably should have started doing about 10 years ago, but you know, here we are, here we are. Um, I did get a pretty nice raise at work, so that should help with everything. But I mean, obviously moving out, uh, into like a one bedroom is gonna, I'm gonna have to cover like the whole electric bill and the whole, you know, internet bill and things like that. So but hopefully, the, hopefully by myself, the electric bill will be way less. I think, you know, mostly. So I'm sorry this was, you know, hey, this is, uh, <laughs> I was thinking the other day too about how like, you know, I have kind of, now that like, I know that Good Cop Rad Cop has their uh, podcast they're doing. I don't know if there's any other podcast like mine, but we're kind of the premier comedy podcast. Although I was thinking it's for a comedy podcast, it's not funny super often. You know, it's a, it's kind of a, more about comedy than actually a comedy pod. It's like a, you know, like when you watch like a comedy documentary, that's sort of what this is. I don't know if anyone needs it or wants it, especially like dialed into the local scene, but you know, I don't know. Oh, that, okay. This is, this will probably be cause we're, oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm trucking along a little bit faster that first half blew by us i'm like we got to be almost done now no so here we are i'm gonna keep going (laughs) um so i uh have been thinking lately uh, about um lots of stuff obviously that's what the point I, i had an idea i wanted to talk about and it just left me so (laughs) welcome to the show business everybody Oh man, no. Um, oh God, what was it though? Because it was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this till I'm going to wrap it up, finish the episode. And I was like, am I going to finish the episode? And then in looking at that, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh yeah, we're the premier comedy podcast in Chattanooga. I don't know if I said that. I think I said that we are the first, I think of our type, uh, to just, come out and do and 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 I don't think Chattanooga has another real comedy podcast. Oh, then that got me to think about uh oh, that's I'm okay, we're back on track now. We're back on track. I you know, think that so here's the thing. I don't think that any local comic really can do a headliner right now and justify it. Or at least maybe maybe I'm miss Maybe I'm just mis uh, uh, or underestimating certain people, but I don't think anyone could book themselves as a head in a headlining show and like do an hour and pull like, you know, I mean, probably a small room like JJ's would probably be fine. I, I think some people could probably do that, but like any place bigger, I think you're going to struggle, um, you know, without some, I don't know. Cause even like when you get like the regionals in like the Atlanta comics that we're all that love to come to town, that we're all friends with the Nashville comics, the Knoxville comics, you know, all those people from the region that like to come visit. Um, even when they come and do a show, I feel like most of the people who show up are still more or less coming to see comedy and not coming to see any particular comedians. Um, 
And I think that just has to do mostly with the fact that our scene is still kind of weak. We're not really bustling. So there's not a whole lot of excitement. There's not a lot of buzz. And I've been thinking about ways to generate that. And I think really the main answer is just more, more people doing it right. Like, um, you know, there's big pushes for more diversity and I'm all for that. I want to I don't, honestly, it's not that I'm for that. I don't give a shit. I want more comics period. If they're, if, if they're all diverse and they're all great, that's still what I want, you know, but at the same time, and sorry, everybody, if it happens that it's a bunch of straight white dudes who want to show up and, and, and start telling jokes and that's just what the scene is. Unfortunately, that's it. And you can, you know, you could, if you are not that type of person and you want to make a name for yourself doing comedy, I also support you and I want to see you do that. Um, but we can't will these people into existence. It is what it is. And I think it just so happens that statistically straight white dudes like to get on stage and talk about their opinion. I mean, what do you think I'm doing right now? You know, what do you think the point of this whole thing is? Right. So it's like, you know, but anyway, I don't care. I want, I want more people. I just think period, we need more comics. So I don't want to like, I feel like when people talk about how comedy is so straight and so white these days and so male, it feels like they're trying to, well, even though it's under the, the banner of inclusivity, it feels like we're going to make the scene more diverse by cutting people out of it. Um, whereas I have the opposite approach. I say, let's bring more people into it. Um, and so I've been thinking about ways to do that. And I think we need to flood the scene. You're going to have a lot of shitty comics. Yes, that is part of it, but you're going to have a lot more good comics and those comics can start building a name for themselves. And you can start having more show diversity, not just by like having a, you know, diverse demographics on the show, but by having different comics period on all of your shows. I think that's what we really need and what we really need to foster here. So I have been thinking about doing stand-up classes where basically I'll say a lot of the same stuff I'm saying here. I probably won't go into like the politics of it because that's not important. That's not what I'm trying to trying to put put across. Um, but I think if I got a, if, if I like, you know, found a place where I could do it and just said, Hey, you know, maybe go on Reddit or other places and say, Hey, if you want to, uh, if you ever thought about trying comedy, come sit through this class. Like I, and I know like it's not really a class. It's sort of, it's more like a seminar, I guess, or, or whatever. But uh, I know Bridget Martin also did a similar thing where she was, uh, but she was more focused on like the business side of it, which I think is really more focused on helping comics who are already comics uh, monetize it. And that's, that's good. And that's very useful information. And I, I, I you know, really want to check out her class, but, um, I'm interested in saying, Hey, look, you've always thought about doing it, but you don't know where to start. Cause a lot of people say, well, I don't want to tell you how to write jokes. I'm like, why not? It's easy. I'll tell you how to write jokes right now. Set up punchline. Uh, your setup needs to build the story. It needs to explain it in as few words as possible. You need to get the point across as quickly as you can, which is not my strong suit. It's why I have to actually sit down and write jokes because if I just talk about ideas, boy, are they long <laughs> boy, are they, do I get off track? Um, but, uh, just like right now, no, uh, <laughs> no set up punchline. Um, your punchline needs to also be pretty quick. It needs to come as quickly as it can. You need to build your, you need to have your, your, your setup and needs to reach a point of tension. And then your punchline relieves that tension. Your punch, it's called a punchline because you don't need to see where it's coming from. It needs to be a sharp left turn. It needs to be something like you're building up this thing, building up a very predictable conclusion of this story, and then your punchline needs to be something totally different than that that still makes sense back to your buildup. That still, it needs to be, that, that's what, what people say is like, oh, you know, comedy is showing people things that was right in front of their face that they never noticed before. Yes, it's, that's what it is. It's you, you're, you're, you're establishing the setup, and then your punchline is the break of that pressure valve. And, and that's how you write a joke. So that's what I would tell people and be like, look, start off simple. Don't write long, complicated story jokes. Don't, don't you don't tell stories about your life because you're, you don't know how to build that into an actual joke yet. Uh, so what you do is just think of little quips, little setup punchline. Hey, you know, 
the most basic example is why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? That's the first joke I think I ever learned as a small child. And it was kind of funny to me as a kid. And then, you know, you hear it so many times it stops, it loses its sort of meaning and you start wondering like why anyone ever thought that was funny. But when you actually take it down you break it down to its most base components, why did the chicken cross the road? It's the setup. You're asking a question. That's the easiest type of setup to do is like you're asking a question and then the punchline is the response to that question. It, the chicken crossed the road so it could get to the other side of the road. That is a smart ass fuck you answer. That's a duh. What the fuck do you think it crossed the road for? Is it really what you're saying with that punchline? That's what makes that joke actually funny. So if you think about it in those terms and you, you basically like what I would do is if you sit down to write and you have writer's block, write on one half of the page that set up, draw a line down vertically down the center of the page and then write the punchline on the other half, both at the top and then start building off that formula and writing your own that are that same sort of setup punchline, setup punchline. And then once you get a bunch of those, you know, it doesn't even have to be a full five minutes. Just do three minutes, do two minutes. No one's going to complain, especially if you're rapid firing out one liners, two minutes will feel like a lot. Um, and you'll leave people wanting more do those you'll get a lot of you may you may not get any big explosive laughs but you'll get steady cheap laughs and that will still feel good and that's a great starting point and from there you can start getting more experimental with your jokes you can start you know putting your own twists on it like when i say like when people say i don't want to tell people how to write jokes it's like well when you're dealing with a, a beginner there's nothing wrong with giving someone fundamentals right there's nothing wrong with saying like okay well i'm not going to write an hour for you that's going to be masterfully you know written that that you know speaks to your character but i will tell you how to write one simple joke and then you can use that and repeat it and then through doing that you'll build your own formula it's like you know with music <laughs> there's music teachers but but songs are different you know like it'd be like if i was like i'm going to teach you to play piano it's like well i'm not going to I'm not going to teach you how to play piano. I'm just going to say, here's a piano. No, no. I'm going to teach you scales. I'm going to teach you a few basic songs. And then from that, the more you play those and the more you play around with those, in your own time, you'll write songs that I never could have written. But until you understand those scales and until you understand, you know, how those scales get structured into songs, you'll never, you, you'll never write a song. So to me, the idea of teaching someone how to do comedy does not sound that crazy. And I think that, you know, I've, I've posted about it on uh, the R Chattanooga subreddit before, and people have said they were interested in a class. I think if we had like a sort of thing like that, where it's like, Hey, I want to get started in comedy, but I don't necessarily want to just go up and do an open mic. Um, then, you know, I think that, there needs to be a pathway to that. And I think that's what I can help do because I do, I put a lot of thought into this. I put a lot of thought into why jokes work and why, um, the things that I do, you know, the things that I say, my word choice matters, you know, uh, where my, where my pauses are. It's like, it's like in jazz music, it's the notes you don't play matter. And that's very true in music. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's an idea. Um, if it's, if people out there are listening, like, especially people who don't do comedy and, and it's something that sounds like a good idea that you'd want to participate in. I don't know. I don't know how I would do it. I probably would do one like as a free one just to feel it out. Oh, and I will say, I tried to do this before when I ran an, op uh, uh, ran the comedy fight open mic. I'd say I posted out things saying, Hey, any of you new people, if you want to come workshops with me, you know, uh, you can come before and we'll sit around and talk. Um, one comic did. His name was Ethan McFall, and after our talk, I kind of laid all of my sort of comedy philosophy, you know, out to him. Following that, in very short time, he started leveling up, and I think it was because I said things in a way that he had never really considered before, and I think he may have applied some of my advice. Maybe that's maybe I'm overblowing that. He did ultimately get into a relationship with a, a pretty you know successful comedian, so. Um, I'm sure she has also given him a lot of advice, but I came first, baby doll. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you had, you had to unlearn what I done learned him. So that's, that's how that goes. No. Um, but I'm just saying, I think that, you know, I can do these sort of classes. I'll do, I think of doing one for free. And then if it, if it's, 
popular and more people want to take it, then that's, I mean, it's my time. I have to charge for my time. But, um, because otherwise it just becomes another thing I'm doing every week that I'm, that's not working on, you know, building my empire. So I think, uh, you know, doing something like that would give people sort of the building blocks to build a set. Then they can, uh, you know, absolutely tell everyone, Hey, here's where you can go do them. Um, people start going out to these mics because also, and this has been said to me, this is something that occurred to me a very long time ago. And it's been said to me by a few different people sort of hush hush because nobody wants to get, nobody wants to be honest about this because everyone wants their own thing. But like, does the market sustain that? Like back when the only real mic in town was JJ's, it was slammed every week because it's the only time, place comics in town had to work out material and then i got pissed and started my own mic and there was an immediate division and suddenly neither show was as big as the one and then from there more shows started branching off at varying degrees of success so i think when we have like in a town of our size and we have mics every night of the week none of them are going to be great you know, in that, in that sense that where you're going to pull a big crowd and you're really going to, you know, build a lot of excitement for what the scene can do. Um, the only way to really counter that is again, more comics. Cause you know, for these open mics, you're not going to bring fans. There's not an established comedy fan base in this town. There, there are people who like comedy and they like certain comedians. Um, but there's not like a generic comedy fan, like people, I just want to go see comedy. There are a few, and I love those people. They're awesome. I love seeing them out, but there's not enough to where we can sustain careers and pay people real rates and stuff like that on any kind of regular, but like we could never do like a, a comedy seller or a comedy store kind of situation where like every night is a showcase and you get drop-ins and stuff. Cause we just don't have enough comics to sustain that. So I was thinking we well, we flood the scene. We get more more people involved. We teach more people how to do it. We get more people who always wanted to try it and never could. And then at that point, those people will bring like, you know, four of their friends, especially at these early mics. When they first get started, all their friends are going to want to come see what they've been working on. And they'll probably never come again. But maybe some of them will come and have a good time, hear other comics that they really like, and actually start following those other comics and who as you know, who aren't just their friends and actually start, you know, growing into, you know, real fan bases here locally. You know, my band would pull two to 400 kids every show that we would play. So to tell me that Chattanooga is the kind of market where you can't have something like that sounds insane to me. You know, I think you can have something like that. Uh, it's just, we don't. So we got to fix that. Anyway, I started off the episode talking about how, um, you know, I was going to dial off the local scene, comedy scene stuff. And here I am at the end, capping it off, talking about that. Um, I am moving soon. So any of you who want to subscribe to my Patreon, even at the $1 level, it's going to be a huge help to me in the next couple months. Um, they, uh, the landlords, um, you know, it is officially official because they, they finally said, Hey, we want to finally give you a lease and stop you from being month to month. And we had already started talking about it. So it was do or die. And we pulled the trigger and said, yep, we're going to be out by October 31st. So yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to once I get moved, I'm going to have a more permanent, recording setup so I, I this is kind of a ha the reason it's been easy for me to slack is because I don't I have to every time I do this I have to like set everything up and then break everything down again and so that's why I usually just like to go to Tanner's because he he has a more permanent setup so when I get my own space I can do something like that and then I can just sit down hit record and go and that'll be awesome so anything you can do to help you know, patreon.com slash boomer memes. If you want to make a one-time donation, I'm on Venmo and cash app, both adventure fight with the respective symbols. You can find all that stuff at Ian sharp comedy.com. And, uh, I've got no shows booked because I'm a loser. Uh, but I do, I will be at open mics, uh, definitely next week. Well, 
that doesn't matter because I don't know when this is coming out, but I'll be at open mics. Just go to open mics, enjoy comedy, um, you know, become fans, uh, find comics you like. It doesn't have to be me. I hope it's me, but find other comics you like and support them. And when they're on a show, um, go don't, you know, and, and maybe even if there is a bigger headliner, go for the local comics you like and tell the booker I came for them. Um, and that'll tell the booker, Hey, this person has clout fault. Don't even better than that. Follow them on social media. Let them know that, Hey, I like your stuff. I want to see more of it. Motivate people to work and drive and make this scene something great. I don't know. That's my pep talk. I'm going to get drunk. (laughs) 